to Stack the Deck with the House of Cards podcast. The show where we break down the art of creative real estate investing. Join us as we dive into the world of real estate with insider tips and tricks for making your investments go further. From buying with no money down to flipping properties for profit, we've got you covered. Plus, stay tuned for expert guest speakers who will share their knowledge and experience in this ever-changing market. So grab a seat and get ready to learn the secrets to success in real estate investing. And now, from Alaska to New York, your hosts, Chris James and Jesse Stanton. That's freaking awesome, man. I love that. From Alaska to New York. We got an entire country between us. How you doing this morning, brother? How are you? Good, man. I can't complain. How you been? Good, 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 good. Amazing. We're getting a little more daylight every single day now. Um, <laughs> life is good, bro. That is tonight, isn't it? Is it? Like, yeah, I think it's tonight that I think we lose an hour, if I'm not mistaken. I think we lose an hour. <laughs> Dude, um, Gosh. Yeah. I don't know. I don't even know. I, it, it, time has just been, um, it's not even a thing for me right now, bro. I sent you, I sent you for everybody who didn't see this. I had to share this on, on Facebook this morning. I, uh, or it wasn't this morning. It was, when was it? A couple of days ago. I texted Chris about a property and he's like, he's like, bro, we closed on that. I was like, Oh my gosh, that's just how freaking dialed in and focused we've been, man. Um, thank you guys for joining us this morning. I see, uh, James, um, welcome, bro. Thanks for being here guys. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. Thank you for being here guys. Um, this is a new intro to our new podcast. We thank everyone for being here. We stream it from YouTube, Facebook, um, basically all platforms moving forward next saturday we actually will be streaming on all podcasts spotify um apple apple podcast and i just found out recently that androids have a podcast of their own <laughs> so it's called google podcast and they'll be streaming on there as well uh starting next week along with uh i heart radio so it's pretty neat that we're transitioning over to this more so and um we want to give everyone just more so option and our resource whatever that looks like specifically. So yeah, thank you guys for being here. James, good to see you. Uh, thanks Joe for the, for that comment. I much appreciate it. I think Jesse had to step away from with the kids a little bit, but uh, we got Carlin in the building. Thank you all for being here. And guys, if you haven't joined our new Facebook group, it's, it's uh, the house of cards with Chris James and Jesse Stanton. Uh, please, please uh, join the group. We will actually talk about this a little bit later exactly what we're going to be doing in there who we're going to be bringing in and what that looks like moving forward so thank you all for joining again if you're on youtube we automatically be able to see you but if you're on facebook you definitely you definitely have to grant Streamyard some kind of access i think it's in the top right hand corner three dots just please grant access so we can see who we're talking to but amazing thanks for being here and um just i was waiting on facebook by accident no problem man no problem at all glad you're here <laughs> glad you're here so yeah um and again those are who are just joining jesse will be back in just a second he's just handling he's playing mr mom today he got the whole army over there you know he got about six kids so he'll be right back but yeah we're going to be talking about what we're going to be doing uh more so um in the up and coming who's going to be coming on it's going to be a lot of powerful individuals coming on to share their experiences in the real estate industry from you know six seven and eight figure um individuals who's producing that on a monthly basis 
So it's going to be pretty neat to hear these individuals talk about their experience, how they got there and what that looks like. So we're going to be talking about that a little bit later. And also we're going to be talking about first exactly what's going to be happening within our Facebook group and what that looks like just moving forward over the next few months. Um, there's going to be a couple of pivots. So I look out for that. And there's going to be a couple challenges that we're going to be doing within the within the group and also a lot. A friendly competition as well so it's going to be pretty neat as far as what's going to go on within the group so i'm pretty excited about that and you know we're going to have a I, i'm not going to announce it now but we'll probably announce it probably towards the end of the podcast and or maybe uh in the facebook group but you have to join the facebook group in order to hear about the challenge and what that looks like shane great to see you here i'll tell you shane's a phenomenal individual uh thank you much appreciated pansy's back Great to see you guys here. Again, we're streaming from Facebook, YouTube. Um, next week, we'll be streaming on 10 different platforms, including Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, iHeartRadio. So it's going to be pretty neat. It's going to be pretty neat. And then we got Julie Burt. Look, look at this phenomenal individual. Julie! Julie. <laughs> We're buying a property with Julie, actually, um, in Virginia. Absolutely. That's gonna be pretty neat. That that neat the property property itself is just um, a turnkey asset, and that's gonna cash flow instantly as soon as we take it over. So I'm pretty pretty excited about that. Um, I made it, Cindy. <laughs> so this is Facebook user. This is a perfect example. We may say this about six or seven times during the show, but just want to let you know, um, Facebook user. Um, I believe this is Cindy. Cindy, you know better. Come on now. <laughs> but uh, please grant streamer access so we can know whom we're speaking to. So we make sure we showcase uh, whatever your needs are. This is a platform for each for you guys to work together and also uh, for us to provide resources, whatever that looks like. Yeah, so I'm super excited. Yeah, Julia, I saw you in the comments, just um, commented again. We're super excited about it as well. So absolutely, absolutely. Um, Facebook user, happy Saturday. What's going on, fam? Happy Saturday, Chris and Jesse. Thank you so much for putting this together. Thank you. No, thank you for being thank here. Thank you. Thank you for being here. Thank you for being part of our Facebook group. I sorry, I had to step away real quick. Like Chris said, I've got the uh, <laughs> the minions running around uh, this morning. My wife's at the hospital working. Um, so yeah, between trying to make some seller calls later and uh, run a podcast, I'm, I'm playing Mr. Mom as well. So just let me, I've got multiple hats on right now. So anyway, I appreciate your guys' patience. Thank you. Um, yeah, like Chris said, welcome. Welcome to the new episode, guys. If you guys are not in our Facebook group, we got some really amazing things uh, lined up that's going to be very unique. And I really haven't seen a whole lot of people doing it in any of their Facebook groups. I think this is going to be awesome. Like Chris said, we're going to have some challenges, some things that we're going to exercise your guys' uh, minds. Um, it's going to allow you guys to, to get uncomfortable, to grow, and and do it together. Do it in, in a community. If there's if there's one thing that I've learned over the last several years in my, in my real estate endeavors, it is just how important freaking having a community uh, to surround yourself with and to go through the, these, these things uh, is when you're, when you're building a business. Um, so we really appreciate you guys being here. Thank you very much for giving us a little bit of your guys' time on Saturday. Uh, you know, when we were coming up with this, with this name for the podcast, Chris said something that stood out and I was like, dude, I freaking love that. Cause for everybody who's been following Chris and I, um, you guys know that we're, you know, obviously big into wholesaling and creative finance and we're buying and hold and doing lease options and wraps and fix and flips and all the things that we're working in all 50 states, literally all 50 states. We got buyers in all 50 states. 
we work in all 50 states. We're buying literally anywhere. And, uh, and, uh, I don't know, kind of everything too, as well, <laughs> right? Like laundromats, hotels, residential, commercial, the whole shebang. Um, yo, Derek, what up, bro? Derek, Derek Barton. In the house. <laughs> I heard a rumor. There's a rumor circulating around stuff too that Derek <laughs> and Cody were like cousins or something like that. <laughs> Is that Mr. true, Barton, Derek? Good to see you, man. <laughs> <laughs> but dude the, the, the kind of think think about the um think about the podcast like like chris brought this up and i was like dude oh my gosh that's genius but think about when you guys for those of you guys who have already been in real estate for a little bit you've got some transactions under your belt you guys know that nothing ever goes the way that it should be right and you get you pick up properties, things that end up going wrong, and you're like, well, shoot, what do I do? And what's neat about the community we have, and then having all these extra tools, i.e., create finance on our belt for us to pivot. You know, you never know what hand you're gonna get dealt when it comes to real estate. And so we want you guys to feel like you guys have the tools, the community, the resources, the network, everything at your fingertips available to you so that you can stack your deck. So when you come across a property where the seller is motivated and you know nothing else, there's, there's no other resolution for this. They can't sell it on the market. Uh, agents can't sell it because of the, the, the market trends that are happening right now. You know, what do you do if this thing doesn't cash flow as a rental? How do we turn around? How do we make money on this? This is where creative financing comes in. This is where the importance of stacking your deck, having a community, and uh, all of these, these um, uh, different things just available to you. If you're willing to get in here and to be intentional with the things that you want to do, the direction you want to go in your business, and the relationships you want to build. I think Pace said it best, and, and I think everybody would agree here, is nothing will impact your business more than the state of your relationships. There's a... There's, uh, Yeah, one of the little ones. <laughs> but yeah, absolutely. So more so, oh, what Jesse was stating is 100% correct. More, you know, you literally, when in real estate specifically, you never know what kind of hand, hand you're going to be dealt. No offense of us about it, right? So, you know, that's where we came up with the name. Because initially, with Jesse and I, we buy a lot of properties, right? Um, and we buy not just properties, we buy a commercial, um, commercial, and what that looks like moving forward. And it's just you really don't know what kind of hand you're going to be dealt. You really don't. You know, it could be great on, you know, the pictures, the videos you send. You could do all the due diligence in the world. When you really start getting down to the nitty-gritty and get in, in, in the property, you just never know. Like, perfect example. Perfect example. My triplex I just bought literally um, a month and a half ago. I budgeted about, what, maybe $10,000 for the, um, the first unit just to get that a basic uh, cosmetic update. And I spent over eight grand more than the initial budget because we had electrical problems. We had to replace panels. We had to do a lot of different things. And it's and it's totally fine, right? You just never, it looks great when all this information is coming to us and, you know, you do, do the due diligence. And it was creative. So initially, it just, you just never know what kind of hand you're going to be dealt. So that's why, you know, we were trying to bring, like, we we're trying to come from experience, right? We don't want you guys to go through what we've been through, which is, um, you know, Jesse and I combined, we have a lot of experience within the real estate industry in all aspects from novations to, you know, seller finance, um, you know, subject to um, note invested. Uh, I can go down the list. There's like over minimum, a minimum, like 
10 exit strategies like we can go across and go into very detail exactly what that looks like and and i'm i'm more so like i'm actually super excited in a few weeks we're actually gonna bring in a real estate agent who's extremely well versed in the investing side of things as well and he's been doing it for a long time he actually owns a brokerage and more so you know he converted over he's converted over more so specifically to the creative finance world because initially it, when the market was going in the opposite direction, he had to find a different outsource. So creative finance was the way to go. And which brings us to more so uh, we're going to be talking a lot about little nitty gritties of why agents want to work with us now, because initially they're not making as much as they used to a few years ago or even a year ago because the market has changed. Houses are sitting. Even, even in the best markets they're sitting, you can do all the analysis in the world, but just the fact of if you don't have the right people in your corner and order those resources, that property will sit for 60, 70, 80, 90 days. And that's where we come into play. If it's sitting in the market, give us a call. We love working with agents. I think our last like three or four properties, we're working with agents. Um, agents, you will get your commission, um, the commission as um, reasonable. That's not, you know, we don't care about, you know, how much you want to make. We want to make sure the seller is taken care of. And a lot of, a lot of agents that we come across, sometimes we got to have, that gut check to have that conversation with the uh, the agent to let them know specifically, hey, uh, we we're working in the best interest of the seller, correct? Because initially, a lot of agents just think about their commission. They will let that yeah. sit for 70, 80, 90, 100 days um, at their full commission. But us coming in, you know, we can potentially get you your full commission if you're able to, you know, open your eyes to something that's a little bit less conventional. And that's where, you know, Jesse's actually phenomenal on the phones when talking to agents and breaking that down um jesse and i recently um literally always we love hopping on zoom um zooms with sellers and agents we literally just had a what was this what a couple days ago it was yeah. myself jesse a wholesaler uh one of our other partners um we had the transaction coordinator on the on the zoom we had the seller on the zoom we had everyone involved in the deal on the zoom Breaking down, hey, these are our options. This is what it looks like moving forward. Um, what do you, what do you think the best case scenario for you? Instead of us just thinking like, what is Chris and Jesse going to make? No, we don't care what Je Chris and Jesse is going to make. We need to make sure the seller is um, solution is solved. And a lot of people don't understand that they got to really start put <laughs> stop worrying about the commission first and really let's put the client first, and things will go a lot smoother and get to the finish line, finish line a lot faster. Well, it's not just with agents, though, as well, either, right? I mean, how many times have you had a wholesaler come to you with, with you know, the seller's got a problem that needs to be solved, and they're like, hey, I've got this deal. This is what's going on. How much money are we going to make? Yeah. Yeah. Wait, what? Yeah. <laughs> let's get in here. Let's get on a phone well, call with the seller real quick, and let's kind of break this down and try to figure out how we can even be a, a solution for them. I know Chris absolutely. and I have shared this before, but... This was just such an awesome example. And this stuff kind of, this, this kind of stuff happens all the time. There was a seller in, are, actually, are we closing on that uh, in a couple of weeks in Anchorage? Yes, that is correct. Oh yeah, cool. So there was a, a seller um, in Anchorage that was, her house was about to go to auction. I mean, we were like three days from auction. I mean, just in, in three days alone, like Chris spent, <laughs> I don't know, like 24 hours on the phone, accumulative. Trying, you know, between lenders and attorneys. And it was interesting. But the first time that we spoke with this seller, we were on the phone with her for maybe about 45 minutes. 
And in that 45 minutes, we didn't know anything about the property. I mean, if you guys are, for those of you guys who are in stuff, do you guys are familiar with the four pillars, right? The timeline, motivation, price, uh, condition of the property. And not once did we ever ask anything about the four pillars. We simply were trying to understand what it was the seller was trying to accomplish, where she was trying to do, um, and what she thought the best route to take was. And simply, as as Chris and I were just practicing active listening, I think that's that's where a lot of people get backed into a corner, is because they're not actively listening to what the seller is. And that's why Chris and I hate scripts. We absolutely hate scripts <laughs> because people get so focused on their script that they're not even listening to what the seller is saying. They're focused on what are they going to say next? So not to deviate too much, but I kind of wanted to hammer on that a little bit because had Chris and I done the same thing, like we wouldn't be a resource for a lot of these sellers in the ways that, in the way that we are, it's almost kind of like dating. Like remember, remember, think back to when you guys were dating. Maybe some of you guys are still dating. But could you imagine going on a date with somebody and you have a script right here in front of you and your date for me, I'm a guy, I'm into chicks. Uh, and if I was on a, a date with a girl and she's sitting here telling me about, you know, she went to the salon and got her hair done or, you know, whatever. And my next question to her was, okay, so how many kids do you want? Wait, What? Does that even make sense? Like she's sitting here telling me about her day and going to the salon and getting her hair done. And then my response to that is immediately is like, all right. Um, like imagine if you had a script for the person you were dating to find your wife, right? You got these things that you need to know. You got your four pillars, right? She's telling you about her hair and you're like, all right. Um, so Melanie, um, let me ask you, how many, how many kids do you want? Like, you know what I mean? Like, it just, it, it kills the flow of the conversation. It kills any rapport or credibility that you have of, of building with that seller. So Chris and I talked with the seller in Anchorage for about 45 minutes. And at the end of the 45 minute, we threw out a couple different options. Some of them did not even involve Chris and I uh, buying the property. And a couple of them did. And ultimately, she chose to sell it to us on a sub two. So we're buying it on a subject to taking over her mortgage. And at the end of that call, she was like, all right, yep, sounds good. Let's go ahead and move forward that way. And we're like, okay, cool. Sounds good. All right, well, have a good night. We'll see you later. And they're like, whoa, 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 whoa. Wait, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. I'm so sorry. Uh, you know, I just realized I don't even know anything about the property. Can I at least get the address from you and we'll get something sent over? So we didn't we, have it. We, we did were, not have we an address. We for probably a week before we had to, before we arranged for, you know, me to go walk the property, I think. Didn't we, Chris? Yeah, that, that was pretty funny. Like literally right before we was hopping off and we was going to get her over documents and we didn't, we didn't have the address. And that lets you know right there specifically, like we care more about her situation versus the dollar amount we're going to make on the property. Because initially she was in a jam. And this is actually a perfect example because she's a 20 year old um, agent. She's agent. Been an agent for 20 years. She could have easily listed that herself. It's just, she had an unfortunate situ situation. She lost about five family members immediate family members within a, within a year time span. So she felt comfortable with us. We built the rapport. Um, and it wasn't, it wasn't like we were trying to like 
build credibility, build rapport. We're just being ourselves, like literally trying to understand the situation, really trying to understand exactly what the next steps look like. And as Jesse stated, like we did provide her a lot of different options, even options that doesn't go with us. Like if she didn't want to go with us, she could have went and listed that property herself. She could have went a different direction. She could have did all these different things, but she wanted to move forward with us. And actually, uh, coincidentally, it was so funny, actually, a couple weeks later. So we we're supposed to be closing this property first week of April, right? And um, she actually, Jesse and I reached back out to her just to touch base and see how things are going with her. And I think this was three days ago, or I think it was Tuesday. I think it was Tuesday. Tuesday yeah, or Wednesday. Yeah. But we reached out to her just to have a conversation with her. And, you know, she was giving us updates as far as what's going on with the house. You know, she's still in a position of um, transitioning, packing and all that good stuff. And she was talking to one of her good lawyers and her lawyer was advising her that she's selling this house for much less than what she deserves, like much less. So she was basically giving up a lot of equity. Right. And she told her lawyer that she doesn't care. She knows exactly how much equity she has in the property. She still want to move forward on the deal because of Chris and Jesse. And because all the things we went through, like we helped her stop the, uh, we, you know, extended the uh, foreclosure. We stopped the auction. We did all these different things and she felt confident and trustworthy that one, we were going to get out of the situation. And two, she didn't care who or what was going to tell her, don't go with Chris and Jesse. And we're not she trying to trying to fire her attorney. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, that's a perfect example where, you know, literally just, Make sure the seller or client that you have is taken care of. No offense about us. They come first. No offense about us about it. And people got to really understand that. And as Jesse stated, like that, that I kind of wish we would have recorded that conversation, man. Because literally 45 minutes. Yeah, it was a great 47, one. 47 to be exact, but 45 minutes. <laughs> literally, we did not know exactly where the property was located. We didn't know if it was a fire damage property. We didn't know if it was down to the studs. We didn't know nothing. But that's a true like testament more so like the seller really comes first. And that was definitely we like to share that because more so a lot of people don't understand. Like, as Jesse stated, people reach out to us all the time. Hey, how much are we going to make off this deal? How much are we going to make off it? I don't know. What's the, what's the situation with the seller? What's the situation with the agent? Like, we got to figure out that situation and what that looks like. But more so, yeah, we just wanted to share that and let you know this is the type of things. This is who we are, what that looks like. And more so, you know next coming weeks the next coming months it's going to be a lot of excited things that's happened within the facebook group and also on the podcast so more so you know um if you are new uh I, I, jesse you want to introduce yourself and more so tell like you know all your whole army of kids you know you got 18 kids <laughs> and 14 dogs and <laughs> yeah of course yeah thank you bro thank you i appreciate it um I, yeah first of all i'm very humbled and blessed and grateful to be here and, and to be partners with chris um i mean from alaska to new york i mean it's just so surreal you know <laughs> i mean it, it really is a um um a testament of what you can do as long as you're intentional with your time and you're aligning yourself with the right people and you're building those relationships um, but as Chris stated, I live in Alaska. I live in a small igloo here in Alaska. This is my igloo. I've got, I've got four kids, a wife, two Yorkies, and we're all just kind of bundled up in here. Uh, I've been in sub two for going on three years. I, I joined right when, uh, Pace started his mentorship. So, and I didn't know anything about real estate prior to that. Uh, actually, as a matter of fact, I never thought I would end up going into real estate. I had a friend reach out to me. It was, it was about three years, I think like this month or something. And we're getting just reconnected over Facebook, Chris. And 
He's like, you know, kind of, we're just doing the whole, hey, what have you been up to? What have you been up to? Because we're childhood friends, but we haven't spoken in like 15, 20 years. And he asked me, he's like, Jesse, have you ever thought about getting into real estate? And I was like, yeah, I thought about getting my realtor's license a few years ago when I used to live in Phoenix. And he was like, no, no, no. He's like, I'm not talking about being a realtor. He's like, I'm talking about being an investor. I kind of give him this long, sarcastic, like, oh, why didn't you say so? <laughs> because I knew I didn't have money to invest, you know? And I told him, I said, I don't know if you know anything about Alaska, but it is expensive AF. <laughs> and, you know, it, to go by a, a fourplex in, in a good part of Anchorage, you know, is, is I'm going to have to put, you know, a six figures for a down payment. I was like, dude, I don't know. I don't know. I was in the military at the time. I was in the Air Force. Uh, and... I was like, dude, I don't know if you know anything about, you know, being in, in the Air Force or anything, but, uh, you know, it's not like I've just got six figures burning a hole in my pocket so I can go <laughs> buy a fourplex, man. And he's like, you know what? I've got to I've got to zoom with some other guys, uh, some other investors later in the week. How about you just jump on and just be a fly on the wall? And I thought, wow, man, that would be that'd be fantastic. I would love to. So I went ahead and I jumped in that zoom. And I, I turned my camera off. I put myself on mute. And I was just kind of half-assed listening, if I'm being transparent with you guys. But then these, like the people that were talking, they started talking about buying real estate. They started talking about making money. And they started talking about doing it, utilizing somebody else's money, utilizing somebody else's credit, utilizing and leveraging somebody else's debt. And I was like, whoa. This sounds like something I've never heard before. It must be a scam. <laughs> I was like, man, let me listen into this. This is this is this is kind of getting to be a very interesting conversation. So that's that's kind of what started the the whole rabbit hole for me. I ended up joining a couple of mentorships uh, immediately afterward, and to include sub two. And so, like I said, I didn't know anything about real estate prior to that, Chris. Like, I didn't know what a title company did. I didn't know what the difference between title and escrow was. I had no idea really what a real estate agent did other than I was supposed to give them a jingle when I wanted to either buy or sell a house. And it was, yeah, it was, I was just so green, dude. I knew absolutely nothing. I never thought that real estate would be something that I would ever do, let alone leave a 14-year career in the Air Force to go do full-time. So it, it's just, it's so neat, man. I, I, I love and I'm very humbled and blessed at the opportunities that I've had to get in here to be surrounded by the right people and the right community and the effect that it's had on me as, a, as an individual, as a father, as a husband. Um, you know, we're even able to have like, this is now like dinner conversation, you know, for my, my, my family. You know, we talk about how to, how to provide value, how to lead with value, how to serve people, how to look for opportunities to help when they're at school and, you know, things like that. Um, and uh, it's just, it's just, it's been just such a neat experience, man. So creative finance and this community has been my entire foundation. Like I knew more about creative finance. And then after a couple months, I had to go figure out what house hacking was. Like I, <laughs> I kept hearing about people talking about house hacking and I'm over here talking to sellers about sub two. You know what I mean? So it was, it was interesting that that was my foundation, but it's just been such an amazing experience, man. And, uh, I'm very blessed and humbled that I get to be able to do this and to give back and help other people who are trying to, you know, do the same thing. Amazing, man. Yeah. Amazing. So, you know, just like think about what you just stated. It's, it's just literally everyone comes from different paths, right? Different paths, different upbringings, different atmospheres. Hell, I'm in New York, right? You're in Alaska. That's yeah. <laughs> Two apart, totally man, <laughs> Mars. 
<laughs> so it, it's, it's pretty neat that you shared that and more so uh like just for a little bit about me more so like coming from a hospitality and corporate corp like atmosphere it's totally a different ball game from like real estate like just being a real estate investor uh the nuances of being a real estate there's a lot of pros there's a pros cons in any, any industry you go into right more so mm-hmm. it just it kind of goes back to where when i i've been in the corporate world for so long because those who don't know me uh, i was in a hospitality restaurant industry for uh, seven years as a gm and two years as a director of director of operations and you know when COVID hit more so it was more so like a wake-up call i had a buddy of mine we graduated together his name is maximilian well max Merritt. we call him maximilian uh, maximilian and he's really a millionaire now so it's the reason we called him a maximilian in high school because it worked out <laughs> <laughs> but he um been in real estate uh when we was in high school high school oh wow right? and i didn't get into real estate so what pre-covid or in the transition of the real shutdown of COVID, right, right. and it just got to a point where you know, everyone that I, at least I knew, everyone that they were using, utilizing the uh, stimulus checks at the time or unemployment, um, you know, funds that I was given weekly. And don't get me wrong, I was receiving them. You know, I'm not ashamed to say I was, uh, I was, I'm not going to say I'm not, I wasn't receiving because I was, right? So initially, as that, those funds was coming in, I'm thinking to myself, I could do the BS that everyone's doing, spending on clothes, shoes, cards, and all the miscellaneous stuff. But no, I really, was thinking about uh, Max at that time, and because he used to come into the restaurant all the time, faithfully, at least five days a week. No exaggeration. He was driving his Lambo up in his senior year of high school. And- <laughs> he actually do have one. He has uh, three, three, <laughs> three. One go. being a Lambo, but um, um, it's pretty neat that you just said. That's too funny. But more so, like he used to come in the restaurant five days a week, right? And I'm thinking to myself, like he used to text me i'm like like if you come to a restaurant and or a text and say hey chris you ready to talk about real estate and at that time specifically my mindset wasn't there right i'm like oh yeah i'll get i'll call you i'll text you later it never right. did but when they shut down all my restaurants <laughs> like i'm like and i'm thinking to myself like okay maybe i should become a real estate agent that's the only way you can get into it and that's when really literally that same day or same night i was thinking about that. i'm not for sure how, it's crazy how the world works right he texted me he literally texted me. He said, "So, what's going on with the restaurant?" Because everyone knew it was shut down, right? Um, because of COVID, COVID shut the right. world down, right? We had yep. to go on pause. And I finally responded back, and Morris said, "Hey, let's let's hop on a call, man." So, <laughs> so you know, we had we had a, um, about a five to ten minute conversation, and at that specific time, um, I was going in to get my license to become a real estate agent in the state of New York. Really, um, I was like eighty five percent there. 85 percent there really and oh, was, you had already started studying and everything 100 percent already like full of books and all online just reading my ass off right and then more so i was 85 percent there and then i don't know what kind of ad or how to add sponsorship came across uh, my youtube channel and it was max maxwell first and then it was cody sperber so i joined cody sperber mentorship i'm like i don't need a damn license what i'm doing and I stopped. I stopped. I literally put the license part to the side and we're like, okay, I'm going into the investing side of things. And in my head, I already invested this initial monies to the real estate agent. They were trying to get that license and all this stuff. And I realized I got, I can't, there's no turning back. So all this money that I'm receiving from unemployment, 
all their money on receiving from like the stimulus checks. I'm using this to invest into real estate to start my entrepreneurship, right? And mm-hmm. I literally, my mind started to change just a little bit, but not too much where transparently I was hanging around the wrong people. I was not in the right mindset. Like people probably already know, like in the restaurant industry, um, you know, and, and at that time I thought I was making a lot of money. I thought mm-hmm. I was making a lot of money, right? So fast forward, I joined Cody Sperber's mentorship. And those who don't know Cody Sperber, Clever Investor, uh, talks about a lot of the wholesaling aspect of things and what that looks like. And yep. uh, after that, you know, I joined Pro Wholesaling, Mac- Alex Martinez and his twin brother. Um, and I just, I was not getting traction. Transparently, like I couldn't blame no one but myself. I'm like, what am I doing around? I'm trying to do it by myself. Then um mm. nine months nine months later to almost 10 months i joined sub two i joined sub two and i kid you not my first check right it wasn't with sub two it was actually with cody sperber as a cash transaction if monique if you're watching thank you for that by the way so i so i wholesale my sister's house who gave who gave me a chance <laughs> um just within the real estate industry is essentially i told her what i was doing she didn't know exactly how what i was doing she was just trusting me i know she was probably talking. I'm just gonna say talking shit on the low, but <laughs> but it's okay. That's my sister, right? But um, we got our house sold. We got our house sold, and literally it, it worked out, right? And literally, I received my first check. Initially, it was it was fifty eight hundred bucks. Transparently, I didn't know that that was my biggest one check ever in my life. Yeah, right. And I didn't know like, is this real? Can I cash it? Do I go to the bank? What is what do I do? So I went to the bank nervous as shit to literally just go cash that check. Uh-huh. And, and in line, um, I won't. Are you trying to it. figure out, like, is this going to actually clear? Like, is this right. real? I kid you not. I would never, like, you would have thought I was robbing the bank the way I was feeling. <laughs> like, I walk in the bank and literally, in the courses at the busiest time, I'm literally walking in there. There's like four people ahead of me, people behind me. I'm like, damn. Chris, come up with some excuses if this check spot, this check bounce. Like, like thinking ahead, like what's going to happen? And then literally, finally, it became my turn. Right? It I, he said, "Hi, can I help you, sir?" I said, "I'm here to cash this check." I don't know why my hand was shaking. I have no idea. Gave her the check, and then she said, "Okay, can I get ID?" I'm like, "Okay, duh, Chris, give her the ID. Give her the normal right, stuff. Right, right. Like, what are you doing here?" <laughs> so I gave her the ID, and. And so it took a while. It took about 10, 15 seconds. She's doing her normal process. And kid you not, she said, how would you like it back? I'm looking around like she's talking to me. <laughs> like, <laughs> this is really happening. So after that, I really successfully cashed that first check. I'm like, okay, this is definitely possible. So initially using that investment um, to join Sub2, Sub2. And I struggled for six months to get my first deal because I was doing it alone. Join Sub2, my life changed transparently. Mm-hmm. Um, ever since then, ever since any deal I ever done since then, I always JV, which is joint venture. Who does it? If you guys don't know what that is, but more so every single deal, I always did it. I always closed it with somebody because initially I made tons of money, right? It, like try doing that alone for four or five years. You're going to get somewhere, but you won't get there fast enough. Right. And literally my first, when I closed my first subject to transaction was 7,500 subject to transaction, not cash transfer, but subject to, it was 7,500 bucks. And then as things started progression, 7,500, 15, 19, they stopped going up and up and start averaging out. Like, right. This is what it 
well, this is where I belong. This is where I literally started to change my mind, what things look like. And a lot of people who um, probably wouldn't notice because I was in the corporate world, but more so, I, I'm not, I didn't like public speaking. I, I don't like being on the phones, but they think like you work at a restaurant, you run a restaurant. How can you not, you know, you run team meetings. It's totally different talking to like two, three, four, five, six hundred people and like face to face. But more so that was a hindrance when I was also so glad I joined Sub2 because they had this community behind it who pushed you. And the true wake up call, my mindset changed instantly was when Pace Morby brung in Robert G. Allen into a Zoom when our private mm. in our, within our private mentorship. I remember that. And literally, I was the guy that I made every excuse in the book not to get on the phone with the seller. And I think about myself like I got a whole CRM. I could call these sellers. And at that specific time, I was just literally, it was just got to a point. Literally, I just I'm thinking to myself, like, damn, how many more excuses can I come up with? I appreciate you sharing that, Chris. Because yeah, I think that is just so amazing. Because I think when people when, when, especially when people are first starting and they're looking at people that are doing deals, a lot of them probably think like, oh, well, they have no idea what it's like to be in my shoes. Like, I hate getting on the phones. I would hate to call people. But here yeah. you are sharing it. That was, that was exactly you, bro. Yeah. Coming up with every absolutely. excuse in the book. Yeah. Every excuse in the book. Can anybody every else in the in comments relate with this? Like, sorry, I didn't mean to cut you off. I just No, wanted... no, you're fine. You're fine. Yeah, James, man. you're right. JV is yeah, so no, satisfied because... Um, a lot of people don't understand if you try to do it by yourself, you, you may get it done, but it's just, just going to take so much longer. Right. And it goes to the who not how principle more so. And uh, just to gear it back just a little bit, but Robert G. Allen made a comment and I won't never forget it. And uh, whenever since he made that comment, it changed my life. Mm -hmm. um, probably people probably think like, okay, that's nothing. But it truly is. It truly means a lot to me due to the yep. fact that he made a comment in the zoom where we're all in with pace and the rest of our community and he stated how much money are we losing being fearful because that's what it comes back to being mm. fearful and i'm thinking to myself how much money am i not making because i'm being fearful yeah how much money how many opportunities literally i kid you not leave it on the table or somebody else going to grab this opportunity because chris is I'm not going to say it, but I'm like, <laughs> Chris is all just being fearful or just being that guy who doesn't want to get on the phone. But as soon as I ended that Zoom, that was actually emotional Zoom, not just for like everyone there, but, you know, Pace uh, was there. Um, yep. It was more context behind what I just stated, but more so that changed a lot of my thinking. So the next day, I kid you not, open my CRM and I was calling everyone. I was, I was looking for the FUs, the no's, the everything. And <laughs> I was looking for it. Like, I'm like, in my head, like, who's next? Like, who's going to curse me out today? Like, what does that look like? <laughs> like it, it just got to a point, like, you know, it made me get better as far as it, it made me not just get better experience. Um, enhanced my communication as far as how to communicate with sellers, how to communicate with agents, the terminology. The more times you do it, it becomes second nature. If you don't do it, you'll be in the same position a year later. Mm -hmm. And after that, I kid you not, Robert G. Allen, I won't ever forget that. Robert G. Allen and then even Ed Milet, um of last year, it was just a lot of different things started to sink in yeah. where I'm, I got to get away from these people. I got to put myself in a position where I'm controlling my life. I'm controlling how much money comes into um, my bank account. And now just not my bank account it's our bank account. Like initially, you know, I, and then a day I got to make sure Jesse and his family is um, there's food on their table. 
we're in a business together and, and my mindset changed because if I was in the corporate world, I th and again, I thought I was making a lot of money. I wasn't. On a hypothetical, guys, just think about this. The people people on the average make about fifty to sixty thousand dollars a year on the average, right? Imagine receiving one check, one check for fifty thousand dollars every other month or every month. What can that really do to you or for you? Can it change something? Can you celebrate? Like, what does that really look like? Is that success for you? Every got everyone has a different meaning of success, right? And just a uh, determine out determines exactly what your overall objective is. My definition of success is extremely different from everyone that's in the comments, from Facebook, YouTube, or wherever you're watching from. And it just gets to a point where if you eliminate that fear, and or if you do receive that fear, it's good. It's okay. If you don't got fear in something you're doing. There's something wrong. I look for fear. I really look for year, fear on a, on a weekly, daily basis. I kid you not. Because nerves, those things are good things. Those are good things. I kid you not. Like, I really, like, there's a couple of things I want to do this year. Um, and not just myself, but Jesse and I want to do this year that we, it just, it's beyond what I would have thought of three years ago. It's beyond. I would never, th three years ago, I'm like, no, I can never do that. I can never do this or whatever, whatever that specific may look like. But um, Jesse and I have a lot of objectives, goals, and um, tasks that we're going to do this year and that we're going to make happen. And the only one that can stop us is really ourselves. Stop putting the blame on everyone. Put the blame on yourself and, and see how you can actually learn from what happened. We communicate with a lot of individuals who like to play the blame game. And uh, we have a lot of conversations with people who just don't understand the, why I'm in the same position as of two, three, four, five years ago. Start looking in the mirror. That's what we had to do. And I'm not I think trying that to. That was one of the probably the best pieces of advice. Um, like when you and I got together uh, shortly after, oh, it's coming up on a year, our bromance, our broversary. Is that a thing? <laughs> <laughs> That's coming up on a year, dude. And that was one of the things that, that I really appreciated. One of the things that I learned from you specifically. Because I've been in, in you know, uh, different partnerships and things like that throughout the, the last couple of years. And, you know, you're trying to figure your it's almost like a marriage. You know, you're trying to figure out what your role and your responsibility is and how you guys are going to co-mingle. Um, you know, once you get back from the honeymoon and the newness is off, it's like, <laughs> all right, well, it's time to go to work. You know, right. what does this look like? You know, if there is a disagreement or if there is something that uh, needs to get done but it's this person's responsibility and it's not getting done. Like how does all this kind of stuff happen? And one thing that I, I specifically learned from you uh, amongst a ton of other things, but this one thing was specifically always stood out to me. And I loved that from you was that you all, even, even when it's not your fault, look at what happened from the perspective of it is your fault. If you guys have business partners, for example, and they have certain roles in your guys' business, and maybe something's not getting done. It's really easy to sit here and say, well, we're not where we want to be because of this person. And I guarantee if you ask your partner, they're going to say the exact same thing about you. And so now you end up in this, this stupid you know, battle of the wits, and you guys are going back and forth and playing this blame game and all these other kind of things. But one thing that's going to cure that is literally what Chris said. 
step back. This is where personal growth, development, mindset, all this kind of stuff comes in. Take accountability, even if it's not your fault. If your partner is supposed to do something, if your partner is supposed to send an email and it did not get done, look at that scenario right there from the perspective of it's my fault. Yeah. Even though there's a fine line between what your role is, what their role is, and their role might fall in sending emails. Not to say that uh, it, it does. I'm just using this as an example <laughs> where there's a clear black and white line between something they were supposed to do. If you look at it from the perspective of it's my fault and take responsibility for that, what is that going to allow you to come up with in order to negate that or overcome that to make sure that that process is more streamlined and doesn't continue happening? Because most people would be like, well, it's their, it's their responsibility. It's their fault. This isn't getting done. Clearly, they're slacking. But maybe it could be as simple as something, hey, you know what? Be a better leader. Maybe you can set a reminder in your phone once a week, a reoccurring reminder to touch base with, with them, to communicate more effectively. How are you going to grow? Look at it from the perspective of, of uh, you know, when it's your fault and your business is on the line, even if it is somebody else's, even if it's somebody else who shares equal responsibility, from the, look at it from the perspective of it is your fault. And that is going to change what you do in your business. It's going to change how you communicate. It's going to change how your day-to-day tasks are, are drawn out when you look at it from that perspective. And what's unique about mine and Chris's partnership and our friendship and our brotherhood is I know that, so he knows that I'm looking at everything in our business from the perspective of it's Jesse's fault. And I know that Chris is doing the exact same thing. So it's very unique. And I just, I wanted to hammer down on that, Chris. I didn't mean to interrupt you. No, I just thought what you shared was just so profound and is impacted me personally. Um, you know, not only as, as a business partner, dude, but again, just as, as a friend, as a husband, as a father, I think about, I think about what you stated and told me, um, a year ago and it, it's just, uh, crept into other parts of my life, man. It's just helped me grow all around. So, um, yeah, I just wanted to hammer down on that real quick for everybody else who is listening, just to just so everybody understands that little things like that are easy to get um, uh, to to get missed. But Absolutely. when you really take something like that, what Chris just said, and you're intentional with that, you write it down, you ponder it, and you think about it, and you learn how to implement it, it will change everything about your life and about your business. So anyway, sorry, I just wanted to hammer down on that, dude. I just, I, I love that piece of advice. I just want you to know it's, it's had a profound impact on me as well. No, I pr- appreciate you um, sharing that, man. Definitely appreciate it. And appreciate, I, I, I want to say thank you for our friendship as well. You know, I want you to definitely know it's mutual. No offense about us about that. And um, so, you know, guys, I just, you know, we, we wanted to harp on that more so specifically because we want to let you know you're not in this alone, you know, whatever that looks like. If you're, uh, Jesse says this all the time, and I think that's phenomenal. I, we, we're, we're nowhere better than anyone that's watching right now. Nowhere. Or even listening in the future. We're literally just a couple of chapters ahead of you. Like literally a couple more chapters. That is it. And at the same time, like I'm looking at these comments. We got Emily, Angel, um, Mark, Joe, um, Facebook user, <laughs> Maggie. I can go down the entire list that you guys are, um are phenomenal i think everyone on here 
actually, I don't think I know everyone on here. I know for a fact could be be making six, seven figures by the end of the year. But there's only one person that's going to stop you. It's not Jesse and I. It's literally literally yourself. It's literally yourself. And I don't want to hear the excuses. I got six kids. I got seven kids. And I can't do this, this, and this. There's no excuse. Um, There's really not. It's, It's just you creating that excuse in your mind. That makes it feel that makes it feel better. That is it. And you know, par- a perfect example. I'm a si- I'm a single father, and I'm not just saying you know I'm a single father, and I do a lot of stuff by myself. Granted, I do got people who can support. Um, you know, whatever that looks, like. I can go make sure I you know go to like travel to different meetups and you know speak at different engagements. But more so, what I'm leading to like. There's always a who, not how. Jesse and I built our entire business on the who, not how principle. And it's just a matter of finding out who. And basically, and how you're going to proceed on moving forward. Uh, Maggie, Maggie Iglam, as I'm saying, Iglam, it's about helping each other also as a team, as all the pieces to the puzzle make the whole picture. 100%. There's going to be a million different pieces. Let's bring that puzzle together. That, that is all. Thanks for sharing that as well. So yeah, so guys, it's just it's gonna be so excited for us up coming up and coming few weeks more. So we're gonna be you know talking about how to find like motivated sellers. We're gonna be talking about how to negotiate deals, um, structuring creative finance. And a lot of people don't understand. There's so many the <laughs> the creative finance. I, I I don't think there's a number of how many different ways. Every single way we're doing something, every single day we're doing something differently that we probably thought of right then and there and or specifically just enhancing the will that was already there, right? And like I stated earlier, innovations, note investments, seller finance is, you know, traditional, I think, but more so you can be creative with seller finance. You can be creative with wraps. You can be creative with um, subtels, hotels, not H-O-T-E-L. Whole H O is different with a W. So whole. So um, there's so many different creative options out there. A lot of people don't know, and that's why Jesse and I love talking to sellers, having those conversations with agents, and opening their mind. As long as they have an open mind, we can get a deal, or we can still um, have that conversation with the seller and get the deal done. But the the agent, if you're doing on market, just got to be open. If the seller, uh, we like to present the 10 to different 10 to 15 different options whatever that may look like for her or his situation i jesse and i talk about it all the time we kind of wish we can go back to our first initial conversation when we thought wholesaling traditional was the only way you had to get a steep discount you had to do this but now you can technically wholesale at market rent i mean market rent market market um retail price i'm sorry and it's it's pretty crazy if you get which the numbers, we did yeah 100 we do we do. Yep. There was a there was a property Chris and I were working in Arizona, and yep. it was it was it was I, I don't remember the numbers. I think it was for sale for like three fifteen. The mortgage payoff was like two ninety five. Yep. So it was worth, or they were asking exactly what it. Well, I'm bigger pardon. Hold on, let me back up. The loan payoff was what the retail price was worth. What the house was worth? Gosh, dang it! I'm sorry. <laughs> Not fine. Crazy, crazy uh, morning for me this morning. So they were, had to ask more than the property was even worth, so that they could cover closing costs and commissions um, after paying that mortgage off. And Chris and I were able to come in here, buy a subject too, and then we wholesaled it for thirty grand. 
So a property that had zero equity in the deal, Chris and I turned around and wholesaled that for $30,000. So that's just the power of what Chris is talking about, just stacking that deck because you never know what hand you're going to get dealt. And it comes back to community. It comes back to resources. It comes back to relationships. It comes back to leading with value. I met, guys, if you guys don't know, if you guys don't, uh, oh, Joe, thank you, bro. Like up the video, y'all. Appreciate you, bro. Thank you. Justin, thank you for being here, guys. But this is this, this is just a, a synopsis. This episode here is specifically, we just wanted to reintroduce ourselves, reintroduce the new podcast that we're doing, and what you guys can expect from it. Chris and I started a, a Facebook group. If you're not in it, please go check it out. Uh, uh, jump in there. It's called The House of Cards uh, with Chris and Jess, Chris, Chris James and Jesse Stanton. And as Chris stated, we're gonna we've got some amazing things. You want to dive into some of those things we're gonna be talking about real quick, Chris, before we wrap up? Yeah, absolutely. So we're gonna have it on a um, weekly schedule. As we're gonna be having people, uh, if you guys want to come in there, you can literally hear the communication where we're talking to sellers and deep diving and and also underwriting uh, after getting on those getting off those conversations with the seller. So we're you're gonna hear live seller calls. You're gonna be um, learning how to structure creative finance deals. You're gonna be we're gonna be showing you how to find your buyers, whether that's a land developer, whether that's a short-term rental buyer, whether that's a buy and hold, whatever that specifically may look like. But we will be showing you so much um, and just giving you guys so much resources. Uh, we will be providing you documents, sorry, as far as some like cash transactions. Um, some assignment ag agreements we can uh, provide. There's a lot of different things we want to just make sure you guys have at grits. your. You said grits, scripts. Oh, they say no. grits. <laughs> they not, say... not grits. Not grits. <laughs> you know what? I didn't know. I grew up in Idaho, bro, and I did not know what the hell a grit was until I was 18 years old, and I flew down to San Antonio, Texas, and went to uh, Air Force basic training. I remember walking in line with my trade, dude, and they're like, "You want a grit?" And I was like, "What the hell's a grit?" <laughs> Farm yeah, uh, yeah, not great. So yeah, we don't yeah, give Jess, you any grit. Jesse guys. is right. Scripts. Um, we're going to do a lot. So we're going to have a, a lot of different things. So definitely join the Facebook group. You'll see live action and or specifically if you want to reach out to specifically one of us, just feel free to reach out any of our social medias and or if you have our phone numbers, just definitely give us a call or text. Um, and we're here to see everyone grow. No offense about us about it. We want to make sure that you have a resource. You're not in it alone. Um, you know, Jesse and I, we learn from being doing it alone. So we just want to make sure ex exactly that like, you guys don't feel like you are alone. And if you are having trouble as far as like finding deals or whatever that looks like, reach out or make a post within our um, community. Like literally it's, it's right on our screen, the house of cars with Chris James and Jesse Stanton, uh, make it post. We have phenomenal individuals who can show you how to find leads for free. And if you have a little bit of capital, we can show you uh, what the best niches are, or the niche list, niche list is. I'm sorry about that. And there's so many different options. So where I'm gearing to, there's really no excuse why you're not successful or should be in the next chapter in your life. Because I know for a fact, I'm not, I, Jesse and I, we're not going to stop as far as what, we, what we're going to continue to do. And again, it leads back to, I actually, one thing I kind of want to leave with more so is just, I really want everyone to write down what is one thing you could change in your family right now? Like what is literally one thing you can change in your family that you will want to do if you had on hypothetical, a six figure check hit your account today. Mm. 
what are you really going to do with that money? So it's a lot question. of different things, a lot of different things to think about. I really want you to write that down because then you can reverse engineer and see exactly how you can get there. Because if you want six figures, easily, easy. Three months, two months, that can change. You got to be consistent in what that looks like, but that can change. You can't just sit down and wait till it be given. And a lot of people don't realize that you really got to work for it. So people, I, think, I forgot who said this. I forgot who said it. Jesse, you may know who, who said this, but they Tom say Cruise. Our, <laughs> Tom Cruise. <laughs> your first, <laughs> they say your first six figures. No, they say your first hundred thousand dollars is hard. Your next five hundred thousand five hundred thousand dollars is easy. And so on and so on. It becomes second nature to, re, to receive this money. Um and I think it was pace, actually. No. And my life. That's what it was. And my life said it. So yeah, it just it, it's very true. Like it's very difficult to receive your first hundred thousand dollars, but once you receive that, the next transition to you know two a quarter million dollars, a half a million dollars, a million dollars, it becomes easy. You just got to continue doing it, same thing you've been doing. Repeat, repeat the will, but don't get too comfortable. Ed Milet said it best: if you want to make if you want to make big money, go after bigger problems. Stop going after the little stuff that seems easy or convenient at the time. And Jesse and I, we like going after big problems. If somebody said, oh, we got a $2.9 million asset, okay, let's get on the phone with the seller. Let's have a conversation. That doesn't scare us. Um, it's just more so, there's just more zeros. <laughs> that is it. It's nothing different. There's no difference. So when, it's just, it's great. It's great that you have a community, right? You know, whether that's you're in our Facebook group, as far as the House of Cards with Je Chris James and Jesse Stan, or the Pace Morby group, free group, or whatever community you're in. Just if you need help, reach out. You got to ask for it. I learned the hard way. Just ask. It's, that's it. Just ask. You know, everybody, everybody that's making money, Chris, is up here. All the abundance is up here. Everybody who's making a shit ton of money is up here collaborating. There's nothing but abundance up here, dude. Everybody that's worried about... Um, uh, uh, what, uh, what's the, what's the, I'm, I got a word of the specific that I'm looking for. It's on the tip of my tongue, but I can't, I can't get to it. But everybody else who's worried about all the, all the scarcity and, and all the, the terrible mindset stuff, man, that's all at the bottom. Like you got people who are like, I, we've had, we've had people send us deals that they want help with. And, um, just part of our, uh, business operating plan is if you if you send us a if you have a deal that's locked up and you'd help with dispo we just want to see the contract just so we can verify the numbers uh that you are direct to seller just that everything is legit before we start sending stuff off to our our buyers because that's the last thing we want to do is discredit ourselves or ruin relationships we'd have with our buyers when we didn't take the time to verify that information so you people people send us stuff they have it locked up but they're like man no i don't want to send you a contract like they're 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 like everything's already locked up. They're worried about us stealing our. I love like, dude, I got Pace Morby's contract, man. Like, <laughs> I don't need your contract first and foremost. But guys, everybody, everybody who's who's making money, everybody's collaborating. Everybody just has a, a big abundance, and everybody up here is just all working together. No one, you know, there's no scarcity. There's no, you know, none of that kind of stuff. So, um, we, we get it. Like we get we we understand how overwhelming starting a business can be. 
We've been there. And maybe a lot of you feel the same way. Maybe you have a lot of you're like, because there's so many different parts to starting a business. Like, where do you start? Do you, are you a buyer? Do you want to do lead gen? Are you a closer? Do you not want to talk to anybody? Or do you want to talk to everybody? I don't know. There's so many places to go. And in real estate, I think Pace said it best. The problem with real estate, are there are too many ways to be successful in it. So again, a lot of the things that Chris and I are going to be talking about in this podcast, a lot of the activities and, and things going on throughout the week in our Facebook group are going to help you guys organize that information, be intentional with it, take action on it, and to go do something with it. And it's also going to involve, it's going to involve building your network. It's going to involve putting you in places that are uncomfortable. But guess what? You're not going to do it alone. We're going to hold your hand and we're going to do it with you guys. It's more fun that way anyway. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Michael, can't wait to work with you as well, man. Let's make that happen. Let's definitely make that happen. So, yeah, as you know, we got we're a little bit over time, but more so, you know, guys, thank you for being here. We truly appreciate every last one of you guys um, watching um, live right now and who's going to be listening in the future. And again, we're going to be streaming on Spotify. I'm trying to think about Spotify, iHeartRadio, Apple, Apple Podcasts, Music, Google, um, Google Podcasts, Amazon Music. So, yeah, we will be all all over to give you guys a variety, wherever your preferred favorite Um it's just so interesting. I just found out Google had a podcast. I never knew that. I don't know why. 32 years, never knew that. Because you're an Apple guy, dude. That's why. <laughs> Not a communist. There you go. <laughs> but yeah, more so, gotta, guys, real quick, just as, as, we're, as we're wrapping up, um, Angel announcements. Announcements. Can you, can you elaborate on that a little more, Angel? I kind of gave an overview. Maybe, maybe you're thinking something specific. But I know within our Facebook group, we're going to be doing a lot of stuff throughout the week um, to include, we're going to have mindset Zooms. We're going to have people calling sellers. We're going to have people um, showing you guys how to underwrite properties. So if this is all things that you guys are wanting to learn or things that you align with, please get in the group and be intentional. Uh, introduce yourself. We've had a, a ton of people come in there and, and thank you guys uh, for for. Um, introducing yourselves. People are, are, are sharing uh, a little bit about themselves, their business, in a video format, in a real format, a picture with them and their family. Um, please get in here and interact, be intentional. Yeah, uh, some of the things. Thank you. I'm sorry, go ahead, yeah. Chris. No, no, I was just saying thank you. You know, definitely introducing yourself and seeing what that looks like, you know, because that's the start of many conversations. So de definitely continue to do that, interact with each other, JV with each other, and let's get deals done. That's it. That's it, guys. Thank you for being here. Again, some of the things you can expect on, on podcasts and future episodes, we're going to be talking about how to find motivated sellers. As, as these, these trends over uh, 2023 continue to go down and, and interest rates uh, you know, continue going up, you know, we're, gonna, we're still going to be wholesaling. We're still, I mean, creative finance is going to be more instrumental and paramount uh, more so this year and then the, the coming you know, three to five years than any other time uh, before that. So we're going to be talking about all of those things um, how to negotiate the deals, how to structure creative finance deals, how to find buyers for your wholesale deals, and tons more. So again, please please tune in. If you guys got value from this at all, um, please feel free to uh, uh, like and subscribe. Head on over to Chris and mine's uh, YouTube channels. Uh, we're we're going to be uh, live streaming this every single week, every single Saturday at 1.30 p.m. Eastern Time.
Thanks for listening to the House of Cards podcast with Chris James and Jesse Stanton. We hope you've enjoyed this episode and have learned something new about real estate investing. Be sure to follow us on Facebook and Instagram for more tips and tricks. And don't forget to subscribe on your favorite podcast platform so you never miss an episode. Until next time. 